time. Time to me is really scary. Mm. Um, I don't want to run out of time. I don't want to run yeah. out of time. And it even makes me like almost tear up because I don't want to run out of time with my friends, my family, my husband, my client. Um, to me, that is the scariest thing. It's not like I'm afraid of dying because like I have my faith, but at yeah. the same time too, like I, I want to do so many things. Like there was a time in my life where I didn't even know if I wanted to really like live. Like yeah. there was like that low point. And now to me, it's like, fuck, there's so much to do. I just <laughs> don't want to waste time. <laughs> Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Side It's Your Turn podcast. Today's episode is going to be really cool. It is an interview with my coach interviewing me. That's right, my business coach, Lacey Seitz. She is the founder of A Lit Up Life Business and Success Coaching, is going to interview me on questions that she has for me and a perspective from a coach's view, knowing that she knows the inside of my business. I am really looking forward to this episode today because Lacey is not only my coach, but she's a great friend. And I think she's going to ask some questions that perhaps I don't give enough clarity on. So I'm so excited. You guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast today. Like I said, you guys, this is going to be so interesting because <laughs> my coach, Lacey Seitz, is actually going to interview me for the podcast today. This was actually her decision. Um, <laughs> we were on a coaching call and she's like, I think you should just have random people interview you like, you know, your assistant, your husband, and maybe even your coach. And I was like, fucking fantastic. Let's, <laughs> let's book it. So I'm super excited today because I think she's going to ask questions that not everyone would typically ask. And I'm a little nervous, but a little excited too. So welcome, Lacey. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. And I just have to say like the thing I love about you is that I know I can say that and you would never say no. Like I would never be like, oh, you should have random people interview you like me and your assistant. You would never be like, oh no, I wouldn't do that. You're like, okay, great. <laughs> Let's do this. I, has anyone like has do people tell you no? Like I'm I, I really don't think that there's anything that you've probably ever said. A couple times I'm like, oh, I'll just do it my own way and I'll take yeah. your suggestion and I'll just do totally. it my own way. But do like people ever tell you no? Like fuck yes. that's stupid. I don't think like that's stupid, but more like that's scary or like that's uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like and I feel like that's almost like not a filter for you. <laughs> like you're <Yeah>. like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or like, it's like a passing thought potentially, but it's just not like a filter you use to make decisions. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. Yeah. Because when you say it like that, I'm like, yep, that's hundred percent the truth. Like if, mm -hmm. if you basically say it's probably a good idea or a blessing and I'm like, Ooh, that might be scary. I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's do that. That sounds amazing. 
Yeah, like there's no hesitation there. And I think that's so important. I think that that's like, you know, something I can kind of share with your listeners from behind the scenes is like what how you say you show up is really how you show up. Like I know there's so much in the online space sometimes of like a lot of saying one thing kind of being another behind the scenes. And that is like not true for you at all. Like when you tell people like to focus on their mindset and to decide and to like be confident and take uncomfortable action, all of those stuff, like you just do that so consistently. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I think authenticity is like just really important to me and I don't really know why that quality is, is so important, but um, yeah, it, it truly is. And that's one of the reason why I like you too. You know, I think, you know, for those who don't know Lacey, definitely be sure to go follow her and look up her business, A Lit Up Life. Uh, she's like book so fucking solid. So good luck to ever get with her. But she does have these like little weekend classes that she's doing, weekend coaching seminars that you guys definitely 100% need to check out. But besides that, I, I do think the cool thing about you and one of the things like I'm going to be interviewing Lacey for her podcast too, which is But um, I... I think one of the cool things about you is you do have such a diverse amount of people that you work with. Like, I loved how you did this. You do these like kind of like cocktail hours, like once a month with all your clients. And the first call, it was so interesting to me. I even sent you a message and I was like, holy fuck, I did not expect that. And I don't know what I expected, but I was like, your crowd is so diverse of what people do and who they are and all the things. And, you know, even though not everyone is, on the same exact track. I actually like one thing I like about you is that you push me to think differently than the people like, cause how I hired you, I actually, you know, my past assistant who I really have, you know, so much to thank for, she just pointed me in your direction. I had absolutely no idea who you are. I looked at your website. I got on a call and boom, I signed you like basically the next day. It was yep, like, yep. I just have to, that's, I just have to trust my gut on that. And so I really don't know much about you. Now we've been working together for over a year now. So now I feel like I do, but that's one thing about you is that you probably would not have been traditionally a person that I would have chosen. I, and yep. I don't know what that what that means or what the traditional person is. But I just think it's really, really cool because you have pushed me outside of comfort zone box. And I'm just so grateful. Oh, I love you. It is my pleasure. You are like the biggest joy to coach. Oh. It is so, so, so my gift. <laughs> well, it, yeah, because I never say fucking no. I'm like, yep, perfect. Exactly, because she's like, <laughs> I'm going to just start saying like wild and crazy shit now and just see. <laughs> <laughs> see how far we can go. See this how far we amazing. can go. <laughs> okay, so this podcast today is all about Lacey interviewing me. So I'm going to like turn it yes. up to you and let's, let's see what random shit we can come up with that people don't know that they want to know or that you want to know about me that perhaps you don't know. Yeah. So the way I was thinking about this is that like, you're so good at being really transparent and sharing your story. And so I kind of wanted to bring questions that just like, you probably just aren't typically answering. So I want people to get to know you in kind of a different way. I have a list, but like, we'll just see where it goes, you know? I love <laughs> no, it. no. Like probably promises. printed out and so nice. Mine is like chicken scratch on fucking <laughs> uh, sticky notes. So there's that. <laughs> it's totally fine. All works. All roads lead to questions. <laughs> um, okay. So my first question is what was your first thought when you woke up today? When I woke up today? Um, 
number one, it's really cold here. So I asked my husband to cuddle with me for five minutes before he got out of bed at 415 because he gets up super early. And then my second thought always is gratitude. I literally list at least 10 things in my head minimum before my feet hit the ground, just so I can like transform like my mindset in that moment and doesn't mean that 15 minutes outside of the bed that like shit doesn't happen but in that exact moment always gratitude before I get out of the bed I think that's so good for people to hear because I feel like that's one of the like cheesy things that like we say or you hear but like to hear it in practice like this is literally like I don't get out of bed until that. And like, I've cultivated that as a habit. So probably like your first thought when you wake up is more associated with and related to gratitude because you've just made it a habit over time. It's not like it's natural, like all of us default there, right? Mm. Oh, exactly. Because everyone thinks, oh, that must come natural to you. Fuck you. It comes natural. It's just that I've been doing it so long. I've created a habit of doing it. Totally. And then your brain like literally wires for that. So you wake up and you're like, oh, let me cuddle with my husband. Let me list my gratitude. But it's like not default. It's cultivated. Yeah, totally. So good. Okay. What are you most afraid of? Um, time. Time to me is really scary. Mm. Um, I don't want to run out of time. I don't want to run yeah. out of time. And it even makes me like almost tear up because I don't want to run out of time with my friends, my family, my husband, my client. Um, to me, that is the scariest thing. It's not like I'm afraid of dying. Cause like I have my faith, but at yeah. the same time too, like I time to me is the scary. I want to do so many things. Like there was a time in my life where I didn't even know if I wanted to really like live, like yeah. there was like that low point. And now to me, it's like, fuck, there's so much to do. I just <laughs> don't want to waste time. <laughs> But I love having no plans, but I also like there's so many things, people, things, uh, experiences, places, all the things. Uh, I love that. That's so good. And I think it just kind of shows like what transformation you can make that you can go from being like, I mean, I don't even know if I want to use this time to like, there will never be enough. Like I want to have all these experiences and live to the fullest. So I feel like that's like really helpful for people to hear. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's so true. Okay. What do you want to accomplish by the end of this year? Speaking of time, Mm, speaking of time, um, I feel like I'm on a really good track. You know, obviously we just released this podcast this year and we are working on something called the decide it's your turn network, which I really haven't talked to anyone besides you and my team and my husband about, um, it's something coming in the pipeline by the, you know, I'm hoping by spring ish timeframe. And then by the end of the year, my goal is to have 500 people in that and that's where I'm at. And if we accomplish that, or even if we get five, I feel like it's a, you know, a super big blessing. I always play the long game. So to me, it's like, okay, this is the goal. Absolutely. We have every sticky note. We're working towards it daily. But we also know that like the world changes very rapidly and a lot of times. And so that's the goal by the end of the year. But, you know, every day I write in my five minute journal, I'm like, I just want to continue to like be the exact same person that I've been yesterday and today and you know just try to stay true to 
who I am and my beliefs and my path. But yeah, I have fucking huge goals. And for you, you know, one thing that you've told me to do this year that it never even really crossed my mind because, you know, I'm very honest. I don't make quite 500,000 in my business. And that's always been my goal is to make 500,000 in this business. And you're like, I want you to push it to a million this year. And I was like, well, you fucking what? Like, <laughs> that's like a big job there, sister. But it's interesting because like you said, you know, you kind of get, um, uh, granular in how that's going to happen as opposed to going for like these big massive goals. And so even though I'm not really money motivated, and I know that sounds stupid to some people because I do fucking love the opportunity and the time that money brings. Um, it's not really that big of a goal, but it also is that big of a goal because I know I can be a big blessing when you have big things, you can be big blessings. So, yeah. um, for me, it's just, you know, by the end of the year, I'd like 500 people in the network. I love that. And I think one thing that you mentioned that I would love for you to just like talk about a little bit more, cause I think is like really hard to, uh, lock into if you haven't done it is this idea of like, my goal is 500. And if I get five, I would feel really good. Like, can you just explain that a little bit? Cause I think that that's a, I, from, from perspective as coach, that is one of the toughest places for people to really sink their teeth into, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. And I, I mean, I believe this to be true with the clients that I work with as well, you know, um, for me, it's like, I just know if I show up with this goal and do all the things and I am playing the long game to where 500 is the goal. But if I do what I'm supposed to do, take the action, you know, do the hard, messy things, like all of the things and five people is what I get to bless with this. And I, I like, I just have this faith that I'm like, okay, well, if that's what it's supposed to fucking be, then that's what it'll be. Right. Like, you know, it go back to decide it's your turn. My live event a few years ago, three years ago when it was a fucking disaster, you know, I pushed until the very last second and I didn't have the exact mindset that I have now. It was more of like a struggle, <laughs> you know, three years ago. <laughs> like a little bit of it's a little different. <laughs> totally. But I will say that like the exact number that was supposed to be in that room was in that room. And I think that like the exact number that's supposed to be in this network is going to be in this network. Like, you know, when I just said like the difference between half a million and a million, it's like, I have like this unwavering faith that like, if I'm supposed to be making 10 fucking million by the end of the year, it'll fucking happen. Like if I do my part, the universe will do its part. And I'm just, I'm super not. Cause I think if you get so, like you said, if you get so attached to the 500, it's kind of like, well then every little thing fucking matters. So why don't we just yes. make it a million and then just fucking roll on and see what actually what happens. And then if I get to 500 or if I get to 600, I'm like, Oh wow, that's amazing. Or I get to 10 million, whatever it is. Right. I don't really care what that looks like as long as I'm just kind of believing that it will happen. I love that. I think that's so it. It's like you have faith in that bigger vision. So you don't make the little things as important when you don't have that like grounded faith in the bigger vision. You're going to make everything matter. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something that most people get stuck on. And that's why I preach long game, long game, long game is like I'm not fucking like this podcast. Perfect example. On the launch yeah. week. Gave away a thousand bucks, over a thousand bucks were the prizes, did all the things, like whatever. I don't even really, honestly, I haven't even looked at our statistics yet. 
it didn't fucking matter whether I had one person listening or 1 million people listening the first week, because yeah. I'm not going to shut this party down. If a <laughs> hundred people, you know what I mean? Like, and yes, totally. You wouldn't be like, Oh, we only got a hundred listeners. Fuck it. Let's yeah, cancel it. it. Yeah. Let's shut it down and do something yeah. else. And it's the same thing with the network. It's like, okay, cool. By the end of the year, if we only get five people in it, okay. Let's see if we can get 500 the next year. Like I'm not shutting things down or I'm not like closing up shop or thinking I'm doing something wrong or not, you know, whatever. Obviously you have to learn and pivot. And like, if I really only do get five and I work my ass off for six months, maybe I do have to pivot. Maybe I am doing something different, maybe, but it doesn't mean like I'm a failure or I'm shutting it down if that doesn't happen. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Totally. I love that. That's so good. I think that's so important to hear. Um, so on that note, <laughs> what is something that is really difficult for you? Um, I'm working on not taking, because obviously in the business that I'm in, I take on everyone's shit. And yeah. I've done this my whole entire life is that I've always been the person who has to fix everything and take everything on. And I am working on it. Like the combination of mindset, therapy, friends, all the fucking things. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like sometimes I just want to do so much for so many and I can't do it all. And I have to like kind of give that up in some regards because it's yeah. just not going to happen. And the bigger you get, the more people that you have. I mean, I, I would love to fucking spend 18 hours a day with every person that I work with, but it just, it can't fucking happen. So I got to have some, and I do have good boundaries, but I think for me, the hardest thing is just like letting it go and knowing that I can't control it. <laughs> totally. And almost like, <laughs> you still feel it. Like, even if you have good boundaries, it doesn't mean you don't still carry some of the like weight of that. Right. Mm. Totally. For sure. So like you can say I'm stopping at three or whatever. I know that's like your drop dead time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. What the fuck? Are you okay? Um, something has gone wrong, but like you can say I'm stopping till three, but it doesn't mean you don't walk away and think about a client or take that with you or hold that energy. Right. Mm. Oh my God. That's why I walk so much. Gosh, I put miles <laughs> on so many tennis shoes because that's all I do is I, you know, like it's, it's something that I'm, you know, people always say like, can you like leave it at the door or whatever? And like, yes and no. Like I still, I'm a human. Like I still yeah. like have times where it's really hard not to think about it when I lay in bed and not want to jump on my computer and do something. But at the same time too, like I know how to kind of like let it go a little bit. And I do have mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, free space to change my energy and yeah. So good. Okay. What is something you love about yourself? Mm, That I do care so much that I am authentic, that I am who I say I am. Like I, like you said in the beginning of this conversation, there's so many fucking people on the internet that like, it's so disappointing when you meet them in person, you're like, Oh fuck you. You're not even <laughs> close to who you thought, who you say you are. Yeah. Now let's flip the coin on this. Cause I have, there's so many people that your audience, my audience listens to that. I know they are not who they show up to be yeah. on, on, on the internet. However, I definitely do look at it as I remember there's this one person who I like consumed everything he put out. And then I found out he wasn't the person that he put out like what he Mm -hmm. put out. He didn't live congruently with that. I for a while was pissed, but then I'm like, wait a minute, that 
content, what he put out into the universe actually 100% served me, whether totally. it was he lived it or he created it or whatever the fuck, it doesn't really matter. For me, it was very helpful at the time. And I made a lot of changes on that. So even yeah. if let's say I turned out to be like, if you meet me in person, you're like, oh God, she's not even close to the person that she is. Hopefully what I'm putting out into the universe is helping someone, whether or not I was the person to like actually live it congruently. It is nice totally. though when you do meet someone, you're like, oh fuck, you are like a good human. Yay. Yes, I still agree with you. It's like that saying, like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing. Like there were still good parts of that, but I think it just makes it so much fucking easier for you to show up because of that. Like, I always think about it in terms of like, how hard must that be to be like preaching something every day and then not living it? Like, I just can't imagine how hard that must feel. I'm not like giving it a pass, but I'm just saying like, like there's compassion there too, like that would be rough. Like the reason it's easy for you in many ways to run this business is because it is really congruent. Right. Mm. Yeah, totally. Like, like exactly. Like you said, it would be, it would be for me, it would be harder to have to like turn something on yep. mm -hmm. than to be my most authentic self. Yep. Totally. I also really want to point out that I love that. Like the thing that is most difficult for you is also kind of part of the thing you love about yourself the most. And I think that holding that dichotomy of both is really helpful where you're like, this is what, you know, challenges me a lot. And also this is something I really love about myself. And I feel like that's just a really helpful thing for people to hear because sometimes we struggle to have the both. It's like all good, all bad. Right. Totally. Yeah. There's pluses and minuses to both of it for sure. Like the fact that I am so outspoken, I remember not, I remember being told as a kid that that wasn't a good thing. Um, because totally. I was so vocal because I did have a strong personality. Like think about how many times people use the word, like, um, you know, like words with negative connotations as a woman, right? Like, oh, yeah. you're so mm -hmm. intense. You're so in competitive. You're so like all of the things and intimidating, oh, intimidating. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. They called me the intimidator in college. Mm -hmm. And I could take that as like, oh God, maybe I'd need to be less intimidating, but I'm like, whatever fuck it people are intimidated by me and they're shitting their pants when they get to play with me perfect that works in my advantage right so yeah it's both but it is interesting how we put these titles on ourselves and like think of it as a negative one someone else would think of it as a positive so I want to ask you a question about that then like I know that you have this like whole journey you went through of like you know feeling horrible and kind of, um, you know, transforming how you feel in your life every day. But what's interesting is there is this thread of like, but you were kind of always this like outspoken, confident person. Like, what is the thing that like really shifted for you? Like so much of your personality stayed the same, but like what actually changed for you in just your own transformation? Yeah, I love mm -hmm. it. it. Just the way I thought about it on the inside, right? Like yeah. I was extremely confident outside. Like, you know, people were intimidated by me. Um, you know, in college, my college golf coach called me the intimidator. I had, I remember exactly where I was on exact golf course um, when he told me that. And I was just like, what people are like, I was so confused. I was like, are you serious? But <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh, really? Oh, okay, whatever. And like, you know, the initial reaction is like, do you take that bad? Do you take that good? Whatever the fuck. But my initial reaction is that at that time was probably, Oh, my God, if they really knew, because I didn't mm -hmm. feel super confident, I was like, you know, not 
there was moments that I like, and that's the thing, right? Like, I don't want to say like this whole like 10, 12 year period of my life where I was a bit of a mess was all bad because that's yeah. a fucking lie. It was, yeah. there was a lot of amazing, happy, great moments, but overall consensus is I just didn't like myself the way that yeah. I like myself now. And I'm not perfect. Like, I mean, even today, I mean, I still struggle just with like everyone else does, you know, like whatever it may be. But overall, like if I had to like sit with myself in a quiet room, I'm good now. Yeah, I think what's so cool about that is like, you know, you 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 present almost exactly the same in many ways. It just feels so different. And I think like, we prioritize like the way it looks so much versus the way it feels. And so it's like so cool to be able to be like, it probably doesn't look that different to a lot of people, but it feels like I'm an entirely different human kind of. Isn't that so interesting too? Because so many people care about the look. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Think about oh, it. Yeah. Like, our whole life is about like just everything is about the look, right? Like how does the house, how does the car, how does the relationship, how do the yep. kids like, Literally, you just want it to be like the storybook, like Christmas card photo. A lot of people care about the Christmas card photo more than they care about. You know what? Perfect example. Totally. Your wedding. It was more recently. Yeah. You know how many people say, I just want the perfect wedding and the perfect ring and the perfect. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, y'all, like the perfect marriage is way more important than the perfect fucking photo. Like, shoot. Yeah. What? Are you, like you've got your ass backwards priorities. Right. I mean, I can definitely totally. <laughs> definitely yeah. sign that one. Cause I had the perfect wedding the first time, not the perfect marriage. I had the totally, you know, like different wedding this time and like feel so different already in the marriage. Yeah, totally. So good. It's, yeah. It's such a good analogy. Um, okay, so if you could be famous for one thing, what would it be? Oh, that's such a good question. I don't really know if I could be famous for one thing. Like, it's so cheesy, but I would say, like, being kind or being helpful or being, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just sounds so, like, fucking cheesy. I don't fucking know. Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, if I was, like... I what what would you, what yeah. what does a person want to be famous for see the, the crazy part is is like i think i have this weird perspective because i've been around a lot of fucking famous people in my life i've been totally. and you've been on tv and you've kind of like dabbled in that totally. arena totally like i've been on tv i've been around celebrities i like literally mm -hmm. have celebrities phone numbers in af professional athletes billionaires like phone numbers in my phone and i think for me i don't really have like that star type of situation now because like I know some really shitty celebrities but I also know some like really amazing celebrities so in my mind it's like I don't really know and I feel like a lot of it is mm -hmm. just fake bullshit that people make up and they're not like a lot of people aren't really happy like yeah it's it's a weird deal like I I don't really know if I'd want to be I know I don't really want to be a celebrity. I'd like to be like a micro celebrity in the fact yeah. that people are like, oh my God, I know her and she's like fucking so nice or she's so smart or she's really helped me or she's got a good marriage or she's like a lot of fun or whatever that may be. So like, yeah, I yeah. don't really know if I want to do that. I love that. That's such a good answer. Also, there is one person that you did tell me you were starstruck around. Who? You, George Strait? No. 
No, who's my dad obsessed with? Oh my gosh, Arnold Palmer. Yay. <laughs> sure. That was a big one. Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas. I was definitely more starstruck by Arnold Palmer, which is was weird, but yeah, 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 for sure. Like that <laughs> because it was such an icon, right? Like Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, like my dad. I showed my dad a picture of Christina and him and my dad was just like done. Like he mostly that's what I do in business. But at that moment, he was like, that is amazing. Like <laughs> I just I like became cool to my dad in that moment. It was great. And he mm-hmm. did the one I have with uh, David Faraday or um, Jack Nicholas. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll send you those two. As keep well. them coming. Let's keep, yeah, let's exactly. keep the cool streak going. Chain girl. <laughs> um, OK, so. On that note, kind of similar, but different. But if you could switch places with anyone for the day, who would it be? God, these are such good questions. God, I hope my, mine are so much like low vibe. No, mine are <laughs> but they're just like, yeah. Um, okay, so if I could switch places with anyone for a day. I think this one's really hard. I actually tried to think of my own answer when I was writing this. And I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I would probably switch. Um, places with myself before fucking COVID where I was traveling Ooh. the world and being like doing whatever the fuck I oh. wanted whenever the fuck I wanted yeah that's a good one and like have even a like not that you weren't appreciative then but you would just have such a different appreciation oh, I'd for be like it kissing everyone hugging <laughs> all over people <laughs> like kissing people in the grocery store exactly line. like trust like, me you're gonna appreciate this in a year from now bitch <laughs> trust me <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, okay, so this is sort of a funny one, but I feel like um as we like grow in business and as we make more money, then we start to like money just like um puts a magnifying glass on what's important to us, kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it what is it? Money is a magnifier, I think is the quote. So what do you spend your money on? Like what like what's something that you value really highly? Like, for example, like um my husband Kenny, like like sitting in a first class seat on an airplane is like so important to him, but he would like never spend a lot of money on a hotel or like, do you know what I mean? Like we just all have those things, right? Mm. So funny. We've, the more we've kind of become like more of friends as opposed to just client, uh, yeah. I want to know you a little bit more. And like literally for the first eight months of our relationship, it was 100% business. <laughs> and then one day we had like a more of a personal conversation. But um, I've come to find out that I'm much more like your husband than I am. Yeah, you literally are like you. I always tell him that I'm like, I you like have to meet because you guys are going to be besties. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was like, yeah, I'll meet him. Well, before COVID, I would have met him uh, in Vegas for yeah. sure. And we would have hung. That's um, like a, a that's some on my vision board. So yeah. like we're doing that. Yeah. Mm. From what I hear, it's definitely not even close to what it was. Yeah. It makes me very sad. But um, yeah, what I like to do with my money, I 100% love to fly first class. I started doing that when clients started paying for it when I was playing mm. golf. And then I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm never sitting in the back again. That's <laughs> that I want to do. But yet I am cheap when it comes to a lot of things. Like I just, I feel like I just prioritize like vacations. I, I'm yeah. not, that's funny. I, I would rather fly first class than stay in a fancy hotel because my whole thought process is I'm not really in the hotel. However, my husband likes to be um, in the center of things. So like the centers of downtown because he likes to walk places and developments. And I always was like, well, it's $100 cheaper if we don't stay (laughs) near downtown. And he's like, I don't care. So we've had to learn to do that. Um, 
I will spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars like gambling on sports or playing, you know, money games with my guys at the country club. I'll spend a ton of money on the golf stuff. Um, and yet like, I don't really care for like, I'll buy workout clothes for instance, at TJ Maxx as opposed to Lululemon because I'm like, yeah. mm, I'm sweating in these to me, it doesn't matter. So that's, I, and for like upkeep stuff, the only thing I always do is get my nails done and my hair done. Besides that, oh, and Botox. Nails. <laughs> Definitely Botox. <laughs> do not fucking forget the Botox. Um, but those three, but I'm really not, I don't spend a ton of money on everything else, but it definitely does even itself out. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's like so fun to hear though, because like, don't you always wonder that about people? Like I'm always like, I oh, love that's on my question for you. I okay, really good. want to know where you spend your money for I, fucking sure. I always wonder that. Um, I, I think I already know, but <laughs> shoot, what were we just talking about? Oh, I think what so interesting about what you just said is like you spend on like experiences totally like 100%. you're like you're not ever like the handbag person or the whatever you're like for sure the experience like it's not even about the gambling it's like the fun of that experience totally 100 percent. i call it entertainment yeah, yeah yeah for sure it's the entertainments or interaction with people like that's the reason why like people who give gifts based upon like hitting a price point or like, you know, like there's certain families are like, oh, we spend a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kid, and like we have to like hit the criteria and check the box. And I'm like, I would much rather receive a hey, let's go for lunch than like here's a bag. Like, I just don't care about stuff. I care about experiences. But my love language for sure is quality time. Like, there's mm -hmm. no doubt about it. Like, I don't even think any of the other ones come even remotely close. So for me, it's more about the time, the experience than it is for any like possession, really. Yeah. So good. I love that. Um, okay. So next question is, Oh my God, I have so many. I'm going to have to not ask <laughs> I you. I know, all I of have these. a ton too. Okay. What is the most important choice you've had to make in your life or business? For business? Uh, or life, either. Yeah, no, or both. For business for sure was just basically starting. I, I think my initial investment of hiring a coach, maybe I think it was like four or five years ago um, to learn how to do a mastermind and really get clear on what that was. And um, it was the biggest investment I had ever made. It was like 50, 20 that I think it was like close to 20,000, $18,000 for like 90 days. It was like fucking a shit ton of money. Oh yeah. Damn. And, yeah, it was. It was <laughs> a big deal. Yeah. And it was like, but it ended up being like not the greatest experience business wise, but I learned so much and I don't regret a dime of that because yep. it got me mm -hmm. to where I am now. Um, I always can obviously consistently investing in myself, but I do think that for me, it was just deciding to actually do the coaching, you know, mastermind. In the beginning, I didn't really know 100% what it was going to look like. But I knew that I had to do something because for so many years, I wrote it. Yeah. I was like, I want to help people go from where I was to where I am now. I just need to do it and every year. And finally, I got to the point that I was like, I looked at it for three years in a in a journal. And I was like, you dumbass, you've done none of this. Like you could have literally been doing this. What are you fucking waiting for? But yeah. it's like everyone that I'm sure you experience this with your clients as well. It's like what every one of my clients 
worries about in the beginning. Like, is it going to work? I'm so scared. What are people going to say? Like all the things. But again, that's the reason why this podcast is called Decide. Yep. Decide. It's your turn. The minute I decided and then I started taking some action, you know, fast forward, here we are. But for me, the yeah. scariest part was like basically leaving golf to do this. And, you know, it didn't have to leave golf 100% in the beginning, but leaving that, you know, I, I've talked about this before as well, but, you know, I had my identity so wrapped up in golf mm-hmm. that leaving that identity was very difficult. Yeah. Oh my God. I think like so, so much probably wrapped up too. And like, what would everyone in that world think about it? And all of those questions that come up, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, what is like the things that always come up? Who are you to do that? Why would you do that? Like, but, or why would you ever walk away from golf? Oh, why would you walk away from the fucking, you know, People think that playing professional golf, especially or playing any professional sport in the beginning is like you're basically flying on private jets and like rocking, rocking (laughs) all the things. And I'm like, you are so fucking confused. I was like living in people's basements, like eating lunch in my rental car, like traveling the country. And like if I was lucky, it was a middle class Southwest seat or it was like six hours in a car from, you know. El Paso, Texas to Amarillo, <laughs> Texas. Like, fuck you. That's not like all glamorous that you expect it is. <laughs> it's not like the first class flight situation. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. What is the best thing that has ever happened to you? Gosh, there's, there's just so many good things, but you know, I, I really do look at my marriage as probably one of the I was just going to say, Nathan's going to be like, come on. <laughs> it really is. My marriage is really the most important thing to me. It really honestly is. I think finding, finding my version of faith, I think, you know, my marriage is the best thing. You know, moving to Arkansas um, in 2002 when I did to come play college golf from Canada, it's interesting. I looked at that for the first year is like one of the shittiest, hardest things ever. And it ended up being the best experience of my life. I would live, no, yeah. I would live nowhere else now. And like, I just think about like, holy cow, I'm so grateful to now live in the U S be an American, be here. And yeah. So I'm super grateful. That's so good. I think it's also good because it's like one of those things where like, it's what you said earlier about like playing the long game. Like it took a year for that to feel good and then much longer for you to even be able to frame that up as like, this was the best thing. Oh God. Yes. And marriage is like that too. (laughs) Our marriage is like no different. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. there's always bumps in the road, but like overall, like long-term by far the best, best thing ever. So good. Um, Okay. If there was one law that everyone on social media had to follow, what would you want it to be? They got to fucking be real. Mm -hmm. Like real. And for every person out there who tells someone um, how much they make and how much they can make other persons, I think everyone needs to put their fucking tax returns out there. (laughs) (laughs) One of the girls in your group posted something um, the other day and then one of my clients commented on it. So I saw it and then I commented it again. And because people are like, oh, I can get you like, you know, six figures and six. And yes, it happens for some people. But I'm like... I think we all need to just put our tax returns out there and let's just weed out the herd, shall we? Because <laughs> I ain't fucking 
fucking lying about my shit. So I'm happy to do it. I'll just let you yeah. know. But I do have a lot of depreciation, so I don't pay a ton of taxes. So. <laughs> I do think it's like really interesting too, because I think there's such a um such like a, a line there where like of course we're all gonna be like marketing and of course we're all gonna share like the highlights and things like that. And there is such a line that gets blurred in our space where it becomes so much bigger than like, am I just like sharing the win of my day versus like, am I straight up lying? <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. Like you can say you had, you know, a $50,000 launch. Okay. Awesome. Are you bringing in one more dollar for the next six months? Because if you're not, I think you need to put like caveat, you know, like I am like literally making, you know, not even $10,000 a month or whatever it is, because I think so many people are like, ah, I just launched, it was 50,000 and I can help you do it. I'm like, bitch, how long did that take? And how long have you been working? What is your audience? Are they paid for? Like, what are you doing? Like, to me, I'm just kind of like, I can, and you have encouraged me to share more of my client yeah. wins. Cause I think I, I think I don't even like look at that as much. Cause I'm just like, yeah. okay, the transformation is so big and it's both like you can do yeah. both and you can be real and you can be honest. And yes, you can share that you're making that kind of money, but like, can we at least, at least preface it as okay, I've been in the business for four years. I have this client. I've been working on it for this long. This is the strategy behind it. Like, and for all those people who do like Facebook ads and stuff like that, people forget to say that, yeah, they made $100,000 on Facebook ads, but they spent $87,500 of expenses. Like, what are your expenses? Like, I just, I don't want to be the person that ever tells someone I can get you this in 90 days, no question, just because I've done it. And like, totally. that to me is the hard part. It's so funny because it, again, <clears throat> to that point of like, you're so congruent. So I do these things called client files where I um, basically do like an anonymous case study of my clients. And I did um, one of Christina and I always send it <laughs> to the client first to to just say to them like, hey, like you're, you know, you're the expert in this, like make sure I got like my stats and numbers, right? And Christina wrote me back and she was like, everything you're saying is true, but I would like for you to say this piece differently and this piece differently, just so we make sure to be clear. Like she really is like, and it was fucking anonymous and it was, you know, but like you care so much that it's like framed in a way that like fully adds the context, which is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. And yeah. And it, I know it's anonymous, but I was reading it. If I read, oh yeah, she made $70,000 this month or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. But let's just be a little bit more like transparent that it didn't happen. Like snap of a finger yep. and it's not going to happen every month after that. So, but. yep. So good. Um, Okay. So can you give us an example of a time where you helped someone that you've never even met? Oh God. I do that all the time. Help someone I've never met. Yeah. Who the fuck doesn't do that? Like, come on. I think we should all do that. Like, I think we should all like be kind. I agree. But I think that you value that higher than some people. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I Um, I think we should all try to do it every day. What was I doing? Oh, the other day, Nathan and I were at a restaurant and there's this man that at the end of the table and it definitely looked like he was perhaps homeless. You know, like he he would definitely was like not doing super well. He had a bowl of soup and like 9000 crackers and like mm-hmm. just you know what I mean? Like just didn't look like 
he was doing too well. So, you know, taking care of the soup or whatever, like things like that. I mean, I'm oh, happy to do those all that. the time. Um, what else? Gosh, there's, you, you would think that like you help someone like pick something up or like put away a grocery cart or something. A little old lady did that for me the other day. And I'm telling you, I have never felt like I like literally just wanted to like shower her with like gifts. Like, yeah. She was, like 80. She's like, can I put your card up? And I was like, Oh my <sighs> God, that's the best thing ever. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I think even like with your content, you're doing that all the time too. Right. Like I think yeah. like this podcast is doing that. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm trying. And I think it's important for us to recognize that too, because especially when we're in business and we're kind of like so focused on the growth of it or whatever, it's easy to like forget all of that and to be like, whatever, like, I don't have the amount of listens I want, or I don't have the likes I want or whatever. And it's like, but like, did that help someone that you've never even met today? Cause that's some shit, right? <laughs> totally. And I think actually going back to this podcast launch, you know, I don't know how far this will come out from when we actually launched it, but you know, the same thing, like I, when I did that thousand dollar giveaway, so one of the giveaways was a call with me. So that's time. I didn't take in any revenue, but every other person, I 100% paid them. Even know they're my yeah. clients I literally Venmoed or PayPal'd or striped $250 to every single person who gave a a, a, a prize like yeah. and then the people who were blessed with those prizes like you know I think that stuff like that like I've been blessed so I you know my job is to kind of like pass that on I love that um okay so what is one of the most important values in your business or life mm. Yeah, it's probably, again, coming back to like authenticity, trust, um, vulnerability. I think like saying for me, yeah, it's probably saying what you're going to do and actually do it. Like, I think that that's one that most people really need to kind of hit on is like, if you say you're going to do something, fucking do it. Um, Yeah, totally. That's really going to build you for the long run. And I think that that's really important. So if you say you're going to do something, do it, even if you quit after it's over or you pivot or whatever. Okay, cool. But say what you're going to actually do and do it. So good. Okay. What is one thing that makes your cup feel full? Um, Time with people. Yeah, Every time with people and like helping people like I love when I get off a call and I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I love when I get off a call with someone and I'm like, fuck, I just totally helped them or yes. I just made their day better or I just made their business better. Oh, it's the best. It really is. And I think what's so helpful about that, too, is like framing it like that, because I think that, you know, you can get drained by that or you can kind of get, um, you know, full by that, depending on how you want to see it. Like, whoo that was a heavy call or like, Oh, that was like a breakthrough. That was a mate. Like you can really see that in two different ways. Mm. Totally. This is kind of like a question for both of us, but you know, cause we both do so many one-on-one calls and mm-hmm. not very many people do. Um, you do, uh, do, do more than I do at the moment, but, um, do you, how do you take care of yourself? Like, how do you do that? And maybe this is a question that is actually a question I was going to ask you on yours. <laughs> don't notice. Lacey's going to put this hopefully out on her podcast. So you can listen to it. I'll let you know when it is, when it comes out. But, um, you know, a lot of times you are on, I used to call it yeah. like in the golf industry. I literally remember days where I hosted corporate golf events. I got there at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and I was like, 
on, quote unquote, on. So high vibe, shaking hands, laughing, hitting, doing all the things yeah. all day long. And then sometimes, and then I hit a hundred golf shots and bullshitting with people. Then shaking hands at dinner and then doing presentations for the speeches and stuff. And I literally remember getting in my car and bawling, not because I was sad, but just because I was so overwhelmed. Like I remember yeah. one time I called my mom and I was just crying. She's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's, like a lot. <laughs> it's, just, a lot. it's just a lot. And there's times where, you know, if I do six hours of calls in a day, it's a lot. So for me, I have to walk and I have to like move my body or just be pure silence, like nothing. <laughs> what do you do? Oh my God. I totally agree with that. Like I've noticed, like if I can have like, whatever, I, I'll just make it a number up here, but it's, it's low. But if I can just have like 15 minutes of silence in between things, I'm good. Like I recharge pretty quickly. Like I'm definitely an introvert. So I recharge with like the alone time, silence, that kind of thing. But like, I don't need a ton. I just need those pockets. So like, you know, I'll have breaks in my day throughout the calls and throughout the day. And like, if I can just like have those few minutes to just like literally sit in silence, like uh, Kenny will always have a TV on or music on or whatever. And I'm like, not, not it. Like I need silence and just to like sit with myself and I can like recenter really fast but also same with like exercise helps me a ton a ton um and just like that quiet time and then also like I just do mindset work like throughout the day kind of thing like if I'm like oh like that was a lot like I will like open a little document on my computer and like type out all the things I'm grateful for that day or like I just really try to like find those pockets to reset often because I think when you're getting on a lot of calls or running a business like that, you're not ever going to have like, you know, I don't have like three hours in the middle of the day to kind of like whatever, do a thing. But I have 15 minutes. I have 30 minutes here. I have 10 minutes there. And so I just try to like use those, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's good for sure. But yeah, it's interesting because I don't think that most people realize unless yeah. you have like a sales type job or a job like this that you're on all the time it's hard for someone to understand. Even like when I was playing totally. golf, people were just like, wait a minute, you've played golf and talked to people all day. How are you tired? I'm like, Phew. sitting at a desk is way less tiring than that. Trust me. Yeah, 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 totally. I think it's also different when it's in person. Like for me, like retreats are a lot more tiring than like a day of calls because I'm still like in my own space and have that, you know, like you. your own recharge time, right? Mm. Yeah, no, I love it. All right, so because I do want to have enough time to interview you, and okay, I think, and I feel like, <laughs> but I feel like I could talk to you all day, which is great. So always choose a coach that you feel like you could talk to all day. Yes. Um, is there a final question for me, Lacey? Yes, there is. Um. Mm, oh my god, I have so many. Okay. Um. What do you think will be different for you in five years from now? In life or business? Ah, oh, good question. Um, I hope I can figure out how to streamline a little bit more to be able to serve more people, but still be able to have the connection with my humans yeah. that I do now. I love that. 
Yeah. So good. This was so fun. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for always saying yes. Thank you for having me. I loved this. Thank you for taking We can always do time. a follow-up too, because I have more. <laughs> I love that. You guys, if you love this, let us know what questions Lacey as my coach should ask me. And I think I'm going to have maybe one of my best friends and maybe uh, my yeah. husband interview me one day. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Y'all know I am absolutely obsessed with helping you live more confidently in your purpose, making a profit, and truly enjoying your life. You guys, this is exactly why I created my course, Commanding Your Worth. You guys, this course will help you gain confidence, gain clarity, rewrite the stories that you've been telling yourself for much too long that are keeping you stuck. You guys, you can get this course for just $99 at commandingyourworth.com. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.